morning again, everyone. Good, good to see everyone. This morning I'm going to be in Romans chapter 12. Um, I'm calling this our, a message of mindset. How many know when you put your mind into something, you're more apt to get it done than otherwise? Out of, out of mind, it's like somewhere. You ever had a project where you just kind of like dismissed it out of your mind? No? You don't, you don't do that? Okay. There are a lot of things that are coming at us today in our, in our world. You know, bombarded with so much information. Like we could spend 24-7 on our gadgets and still not get all the information that's coming at us. So my encouragement is from the Word of God to try to keep a, a mindset that is healthy, that is actually going to bring us to a better place than otherwise. And so Romans chapter 12 starts by verses 1 and 2, kind of brings us to a place where we're, let me read it. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Have you ever wondered what is, what is the will of God in all of this, in your circumstance, in your situation? When things don't make sense, you ever wondered where, where are you, God, in all this? What is your will? Is there a purpose in all this? Am I missing it? Help me to see. The Lord is not playing games with us. He's intentional about moving our hearts into where he desires our hearts to be. And that is especially towards him. That even as the verse we read Presenting your bodies a living and holy sacrifice. Let me put it to you this way. God delights in you and how he's created you and gifted you. And he has a calling on your life to become a vessel in his hands in which he can be glorified. And you become a sacrifice to him. You become an offering that is a sweet-smelling savor, acceptable to God. How is, it, how is it that we are made acceptable only through Jesus Christ? The one who gave his all so that you and I could be accepted before God. It's your spiritual service of worship. We sang a few songs. That's part of worship. That's not everything What has to do with worship. Worship has to do with, with an attitude when you get out of bed in the morning. Hello? What your attitude is, Lord, thank you for a new day. Is it, oh boy. 
Is it a confusing? I have to be careful that my attitude is in a good place Monday morning, just as well as Sunday morning. Sunday mornings is a time we come together, and the Bible says, forsake not the summoning yourself together, but all the more you see the final day approaching, so you might encourage one another on in the faith. And so we love to, we love to talk to one another. We love, we love breakfast, men's breakfast, and men, the guys are loving that. Every nine, at 9 o'clock at Pine Peaks, if, if you're available for that. And I'm seeing the guys connecting with, with other guys. It's, it's just exciting to me. But what, what it's all about is doing life together, not just by yourself. And so what we're going to get down to some of the, the points here, and, 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 the, and the chapter begins to unfold, that there is more than God's intentions, not that you just do it all alone, but you, you grow together as a body of Christ. You grow in your, your, your walk together. You grow more because someone else is also running the race that is set before. And our mindset is that even in Colossians chapter 3, Paul wrote to do whatever you do. Our mindset is our whole lifestyle becomes an offering to him. Whatever you do, what, if you use a hammer, if you use whatever, if you're doing the dishes, your whole being, if you're picking eggs, your whole lifestyle begins to reflect your attitude, your mindset that I'm an offering. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. If I'm just doing it to please man, I will be disappointed. Right? If I only work to please a man, it, it always seems to never be good enough. But as I do it as unto the Lord, the Lord is able to bless our effort and bless what little faith we may have and multiply it over. When the little boy had a lunch that day with amongst the rest of the thousands of people, he was a smart guy, he shows up with a lunch. And Jesus asked the disciples to feed this multitude, and the disciples looked around, There's no, we don't have it. Where are we going to get... Where are we going to get all this food for such a crowd? There's only one little boy over here. He's got a little lunch. What's, what's in there? There's a few fish and a couple loaves. Lord, this is all we have. Fine, that's all I need. The little, in, and we used to sing a song, little is much when God is in it. Remember that old hymn? Little is much when God is in it. And some days you feel like there's just not a whole lot I feel like I have to offer. But the Lord says, I can, I can do something if you humble yourself. You see, I've learned and I'm learning. The more I don't feel like worshiping, the more I need to worship him. And worship him meaning giving thanks, praising him. Getting this old body to respond, getting it going is half the battle. Come on, are you, are you with me? 
How many remember them old pitcher pumps? Them old leathers would dry out and you'd pour the water in, you'd pump the pump and keep it pumping and pumping. Finally, water came. And it felt good. Isn't it similar to our spirit? We begin by just, yeah, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Pretty soon things start to flow. How many would rather have a, have a flowing going than have a, oh, a dragging? How many would go down a stream that was above the rocks and having to run into the rocks, right? You got all kinds of illustrations. A mindset. When you were young, we would set up when I was young. We would start off, my brother and I, we're gonna build a fort. We built it. Didn't matter what it looked like. Made it up as we went along. Mindset. We can do this. What keeps us from going forward oftentimes is our own fears and feelings of unworthiness or whatever it may be or uncapable. Number one point, to be steadfast in thinking. How do I maintain a mindset that is positive, that brings the blessing of God upon the situation, that can turn the situation around, literally? Because there's a God in heaven, he cares for me, and he wants me to walk in him not in my circumstance. He wants me to learn to trust in him, even when it seems this is crazy. This is outside of my comfort zone. I've never went this way before. I've never dealt with this stuff before. Life is that way, isn't it? We just never know what might be coming at us, steadfast in thinking, the scriptures describe in one portion of a verse in 1 Corinthians 15. I recall this is one of the first messages starting out in the pastorate. It was one of my first texts. I went to Palisade. trying to encourage those folks that held that church together. Therefore, my beloved brethren, steadfast and movable. Be steadfast and movable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. How in the world can we keep on keeping on? This is one of the ways to look at it. Your work, when it's done as unto the Lord, 
is not in vain. Work that is done only for oneself can turn into a vain thing. But work that is done to say, I'm going to do my best, I'm going to give it all I have, I'm going to work hard, and because it's Christ whom I serve. My mind then is switched to the, to, I don't have to work, I get to work. God has provided this job or provided a way for me to have a home, have food, shelter, and I'm going to keep thankful. I'm going to keep a heart that is toward him and not begin to find, oh, I wish I had this. Look what we have in the Lord already. Steadfast thinking, steady thinking. Think of it as a consistent. Love people that are consistent. Love people that can show up on time. And I just love having people like that around me. Helps me to go further, helps the job to keep moving. Steadfast, Isaiah 25, verse 3, declares the steadfast of mind. It's a different translation. Therefore, strong people will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. The steadfast of mind thou wilt keep in perfect peace because he trusts in thee. Here's the deal. Will I trust in God? Or will I trust in my own arm of flesh? What does the Bible say about that? The arm of flesh will fail you. But Jesus never fails. Man will fail you. Family members will fail you. People around you. Let's not get down on them. Let's bring it to the Lord steadfast. God knows all things from the beginning to the end. He's surprised by nothing. Why did he bother to create People, if he knew there was going to be problems, that's my big question, but if I can't, I can't wrap my mind around God so loved the world. He desires that all people, every tribe, tongue, nation, will know who he is and learn his ways and learn that he is a good God that has a purpose and a plan for you as a Verses we read says this, that you may prove what the will of God is, verse 2. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. God's will is good. Amen? God's purposes for us, for us are good. God's future plans for you and I are good. He desires that you will know him. Stick to him. God knows everything, doesn't he? Can't hide anything. He can't hide our feelings. No, no, don't even try. 
You know that you can be completely honest with God, and he's not. He's not surprised. In fact, it's a matter you need to get it out. Talk to the Lord how you feel, and then ask him to show you how to deal with it. Show you how to handle the situation. Ask God for his wisdom. The Bible says if any man lack wisdom, what does it say? Ask God, James chapter 1. Ask him, and he will what? Give to you wisdom. How many need wisdom? Both hands are up. I need wisdom. Because wisdom is knowing how to handle the situation from God's perspective. Right? Wisdom has to do with more than just being smart. Wisdom has to do with having values, seeing the bigger picture, going at it from God's perspective. Mindset. One verse of scripture talks about having the mind of Christ. So first of all, to have a consistent, a steadfast thinking. Steady eddies. Right? Steadfast. Just show up. Just be there. You don't have to feel like you're always on top of the world to be faithful. Come on. You won't always feel on top of the world but you know the one who is ahead of everything. You come just, mood swings go up and down. It's just life. Well, when you're feeling good, you think everything is just, take on the world. But there are days when you feel like you're just dragging, just dragging. And you say, Lord, you're with me now too. Even in the seasons of life, that you've never went this way before. You've never had that pain before. I don't know about you. Is that life? Is that the way it goes? Is that the golden years coming along? Stuff happens. We are in good hands because God says to present your bodies, show up, enter into his Wake up in the morning and begin to thank him already for what he has done, even before it starts. Begin to praise him that he's on the throne. Begin to thank him that he is everlasting, that he is all-knowing, omniscient. We have a big word pronounced, omniscient. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. The interesting thing to me is that he knows us, yet he chooses us. How many people in the Bible were basically I don't know if I would have chose Moses. He murdered a man. You know, just go down the list. You see all the weaknesses. God chooses imperfect so that they become perfect through him. God doesn't choose us because of what we can do. God chooses us because what he's going to do through you. Steadfast mind. Secondly, a sound judgment. 
to think in verse 3. We read this word. To think in such a way. For through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself. This is a good verse. But to think is to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. We read again. For through the grace given to me, I say to every man among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. In other words, I don't have it all together. The problem is when we think our, that we think that we are the ones doing it, the tendency is to set God aside and just kind of go on our own strength. And you know what has happened, going to happen? Unless we're going to set ourselves up for disaster. He desired for us to look to him and think as to have sound judgment. I know who I am in Christ. I know that I am limited, but he is unlimited. I know that I don't understand a whole lot, but I know that he's understands everything and just think with a sound judgment to make right choices to have the mind of the Lord isn't it interesting God puts this portion of scripture at the very end of this verse he says as God has allotted to each a measure of faith you know we're not comparing ourselves to one we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to say, well, I wish I had their, their faith. Don't go there. Start with what you have. God has given you, it says, a measure. You start with what you have. You begin to believe God in the littlest things. Isn't it wonderful when God answers some little, little thing? It's like God Almighty, you're up there. And you care about this little thing. Isn't it interesting? What is God saying to us? God cares about your little things. God cares about your situation. God cares about what is going through your, your mindset. Sound judgment. Our prayers. Go out. I know you have family members. When they leave home, I think we're just about there. I think they're coming back for a while, but they're they're out of the house. And you and you're not you go from caring for them to caring about them. And, and you kind of wonder. We have times that I hope they make the right choices. Right? I, I hope they're going to do okay. But there comes a point where you say, Lord, they're yours. And I can turn them back unto the Lord. They were never really all mine. They're the Lord's. 
what it helps me is that God becomes their God. Not, a, not it's that it's not mom and dad's faith, it's their faith. And the transition that takes place can be so beautiful to see children making right decisions. Maybe you had a part. But all in all, God loves your children more than you could even know. That's comforting to me. Forgive me, Emily, if I tell this story on you, but he calls us today and there's windows duck down. Oh, I think it's off the track. Oh, boy. I go, oh, boy. You can't lock, you can't, you can't shut your window, no. What am I going to do? Well, I don't know. Can you find somebody that's mechanical? So this morning, he's looking for someone. He's in California. That little Jeep that you It's always something. Keep it. In our mindset. We could start to panic, begin to think all kinds of things that could happen. And we've got to say, Lord, I can't help her. Lord, you help her. Give her wisdom. Help her to find people. Help her to find the right person. What happens? Fathers with their daughters. I think especially to protect, keep them special. A sound judgment has to do with that which God gives us. Keeping a sound mind. It's almost like, see, can you keep steady even when you hit some rocks? Can you stay steady even when it, you hit some bumps? When you start to slide in the roundabout, can you just stay steady? Don't apply the brakes, just ride it out. There's a way to react, right? There's a way to react that's a better way than if I just rely on Gary. And we call that what my kids would say, to creak out. That's what our kids say, we creak out. Or we take it through it, the wrong place. Stay steady. A measure of faith, oh, that our faith will continue to, our faith will be tested. You know that. Our faith will be tested. It was not easy for Abraham to leave his comfort, comfortable home when God says, I'm going to lead you out. Hebrews 11.8. I'm going to lead you out to a place which you've never been before. You're going to, you're going to go to a different country. I don't know about you, I like same things. I like simple. I like home. I like similar stuff. But transition is hard. Moving to a whole new place, starting to have starting all over and have to meet new people. That's a test. But the kingdom of God is bigger than us. And so wherever God wants us to be, that's where he that's where we say, Lord, okay, I'm willing. 
And we read on these verses that are in Romans 12. After we read verse 3, it says, For just as we have many members in one body, he makes this comparison. We don't all have the same job or the same function. We are one body, yet we are individually members of one another. And he goes on to list the different giftings that he's given to the body of Christ. And so we'll call this point surrounded by others. We need to have people around us that, that have the gifts that Jesus has given them. How many know it goes a lot better? And everyone can work in their gifts. Gifts are things that you want to do because you know that's your thing. Surrounding yourself with people that are better at things than you are. Technology is, technology is not my thing. You, you know that. You guys know that. Don't ask Gary to do anything with it. He, he can't figure it Austin, he's good at the tech. We need the body of Christ. And so for un, this mindset thing is that you don't have to do it all. Find someone else that can do that. And let them do it. Look at this. Many members. God has a variety of people because there's a variety of problems and there's a variety of jobs that need to take place. And there's a variety of days. An all-time classic portion of Scripture over in the book of 1 Corinthians describes this very thing that how the Lord has placed members of the body just as he desired. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. He's been talking about the gifts. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If there were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. What would, what would it be like if we were just one member of the body with just one eye? We'd be big eye walking around. That would freak us out. But the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. I like my hand. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. I want us to take note of that verse because people that just show up in a study are foundations. necessary. And they need to be honored. No matter how old we get in this thing, God isn't done with you. Isn't that something? God isn't done with you. He's still working on the things inside of us. To get us into a place where our mindset is better than it was a year ago. That our mindset would become 
more dependent, more humble, realizing I need God, period. Last week, yeah, we actually talked, what is our greatest need? Jesus. An awareness of him. An awareness of his presence. An awareness that he is speaking by the, by the Holy Spirit. For example, this morning I read, I'm reading through Psalms and I'm just making my journey. This is my, where I'm at, I'm in Psalms. I think it was the 27th chapter, but I read something in the effect that says, wait, like wait on God. Wait for the Lord. And then I have a habit of reading this devotional by Sarah Young. And I'm just, I don't track the day of the month. I just read it, you know. The very same verse that was in the Bible I read was in that little book. I said, Lord, are you saying something to me? You must be saying something to me. Wait on God. Don't try to make things happen if it's not God's timing yet. Wait on God. Move with God. Have the mindset, if the Lord wills, James says it so clearly, we're going to go to such and such a city and make a profit. If the Lord wills. If the Lord wills, we'll be there. If the Lord's willing. When we come to this place in life, we realize that things could change, things could happen, but God, if he's willing, will be there. If God gives you the strength, then we'll be there. If God gives you the idea and the mindset, then we're going to show up and we're going to put our hand to the plow and we're going to finish with the help of the Lord. So coming down the pike in conclusion, we were talking about that, one of my friends this morning, gives people hope and they're preaching and talking. He says, in conclusion, One of, one of the pastor's friend's wife said, that don't mean a thing. Robert has much to say to the young man in wisdom. In fact, he, Proverbs is, is a whole host of nuggets of truth. Dig into Proverbs. You'll learn one-liners of truths. Proverbs talks about one of my favorite words. It talks about a sluggard. Oh, what a grand word, a sluggard. What's a sluggard? It really is referring to a person that doesn't get any get up and go. They would be considered lazy. They would be considered unproductive. But I'm not talking about just sluggards in a sense. They, they just think they don't have to. God deals with our hearts realizing wherever we're at, we're going to make the best of every situation.
Lord, help us to have the mindset, even if it's not what we thought it was going to be, that we're going to stay faithful. You know what? When I went to college, it was uncomfortable to leave the country to go to a city. It was uncomfortable. But there was this underlying peace about I'm doing what God called me to do. And I was content, and I learned how to be content there. So this mindset thing is huge. God knows what you need today. But he wants you to come just as you are, to present your needs before him. He wants us to cast our cares upon him. If it's something that you're wrestling with, something that's causing you to toss and turn in your sleep at night, he wants you to bring it before him. Even if you have to do it over and over, keep doing it. The mindset. Is this mind that we have can be very powerful in itself, can be very sometimes very unruly at times. But to get ourselves in a place where God, what are you saying? What are you saying to me? Help me to hear as we pray in closing. Help us to hear. Help us to hear what your spirit is saying. The revelations you describe in the churches, something in each church, you had something they wanted to work on. Help us to keep our first love toward you. Help us to keep our values of what's important of how we treat people around us. How we learn to be careful with even our words that we say. And Lord Jesus, you have given us so many things and we realize how blessed we are. And we want to return to you and say, Lord, here we are a living sacrifice, as Romans describes. We present our bodies to you right now. That really comes down to our lifestyle. It comes down to our very core being. And so, Lord Jesus, we recognize our need for you. As we sing in conclusion this song, Lord, I need you. May that be a prayer that begins to unfold. It becomes real in our lives. I invite you to stand.